Nice finds a bow tie in the shorts. Now he'll have to conceal it to Homer Simpson. Otherwise, it'll be clear he's got some source of income. Yes. So they're like going to be like, this isn't a Rolex watch. You see, it's a B. This is a fake watch. It's a Bolex. A Bolex watch. $7. See, it's a B. Oh, my God. Back when we still thought about watches. Mm-hmm. All right, well, stick is over. And what? And it wasn't worth it. Uh, some things in this movie are pretty good, but... And his comedic acting is all right, too. Wasn't there an Ali Bill episode where he was the judge, Dan Castanella, and it had to do with Bart Simpson, and people dressed up as Bart Simpson in the jury? That's no, I'm the only Ali McBeal. Am I the only Ali McBeal head here? <laughs> I guess. I remember Ali McBeal, but only because the girl I was dating, I liked it. I, I remember watching the final episode, and then when it ended, I said, that's the end of that. <laughs> it can't, no more. Now, there's this weird section in this movie. It doesn't make any sense. Suddenly, the secretary is extremely sexually attracted to Ben Stiller. Uh, and Ben Stiller is either resisting or being oblivious, but he does like it. So he's going to fix the shredder. Oh, and no. That's, yeah, that's going to ruin George Carlin's little streak. Right, because it'll be all shredded. This now, is not what, good. Yeah, now, what's weird is we'll never, ever have anything between Ben Stiller and the secretary again. This is like a bit or something. Well, it's more about the shredder, right? Yeah. He thinks, what are you, crazy? Yeah, right, exactly. And he's going to start hitting it. Break, damn it. Oh, man, don't get me started about the fax machine. <laughs> Just the fax, man. That's the worst fax machine when you put it in a shredder. You're like, yeah. Fucked it up again. <laughs> I can't do anything right. It's Hello, Mr. Spiegelman. I received your fax, but it's all smushed up and scrambled. It's all in little spaghetti forms. It's, yeah. Did you mean for us to take first spaghetti forms, Mr. Spiegelman? Okay. Damn it, I set my facts to shred. God damn it. <laughs> now there's not a shred of evidence, of, of factual evidence. There's not a shred of factual evidence. Okay, never mind. So okay. these guys are really ben, screwed. Ben Stiller's learning that George has been trading in, in the, with Susan. So now he's like furious. You see how that happens in movies all the time? The elevator, you go yeah. through the elevator and it closes. You know elevators don't work like that. Everybody knows that. It would have been funny what? if he put his hand in to try to like open the door and it took off his arm. That would, have been funny. That would be funny. Yeah, that's that like my funny. spear. Yeah. Every time you put your wave your hand in front of an elevator, there's a part of you that go, you are a fucking idiot. Because it could close <laughs> on you right now. You know, like yeah, and then you're gonna go. That's gonna be like a Three Stooges film where your arm goes up and you go up, and yeah, yeah, my own. Yeah. Like it works fine in real life. I mean, in TV. Now this scene is like showing Ben Stiller how many people have profited from this. You know, like. It sounds like, you know, all this insider trading, it means it's pumping money into the lives of people who need it. The George Wallace's kid has braces. Right. They are, you know, funding the church. God bless you, sir. You know. And, yeah, what is, there's a nun in the basement. Yeah. Weird basement. That's where so, I keep mine. M Mindy Sterling invited her over. Her character's really Catholic, really Catholic. Yeah, they go, how many women do you have in your basement? And I go, none. <laughs> right. And it's not like they can't arrest you. You were being honest. Uh, totally. The only sex the preacher could have was none. Yeah. The only, the only meat that the priest, the priest could eat on Good Friday was. On Good Friday, none. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> how many, more, how many yeah. more none jokes can we do? Yeah. Yeah. 
was it Stacy Keaton was his name and Up and Smoke did the nun joke, the only sex the preacher could have? I think so. Sergeant Sedenko. Yes, Sergeant Sedenko. Poor Sergeant so, Sedenko turned into a lizard. And, and uh, that was kind of, you know, that was a really strong lead. That was like the second or third one or whatever. I think it was the third. Nice dreams. Right, turns into a lizard. And that was also in Stephen King's uh, Thinner. Oh, he's guy gets so thin he turns into a lizard. Yeah, like the 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 gypsies put a curse on all of them, and this guy slowly turning into a reptile. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But our journey was with the thinner guy, Richard Bachman. But the mind of Richard Bachman comes the Running Man. It's a man who's running. Then later comes thinner. Ask us the plot. <laughs> He gets thinner. He's you know, a nail, kind of a nail on the head kind of guy. I gotcha. That thinner movie was. Um, <laughs> oh man! The greatest part was when he was like, "I'm going to give you the curse of the white man from town." I mean, the whole movie is worth watching for that scene. They laugh at him, you know, and he. Yeah. he that, but he says it with such intensity and fury the second time around that the head gypsy guy is like, oh, shit, <laughs> you know. I just remember, like, the guy wore, like, this fat suit that was, like, and all fat suits. Mm-hmm. Like, he looked like he was a spawn clown or something. Right. It, it really was uh, obviously put on so that he could lose the weight, but if yeah. you suspend disbelief. So what's happening in our movie now is Ben Stiller's been con- convinced, okay, this is for good reason. So instead, I'm going to be the brain trust of our little group, and I will do all the investing. It's all completely legitimate. We can insider trade never again. It's a so weird his- turn for the movie to take, but again, it's doing it. Well, he always wanted to be a broker, girl. Right, and that's the point in the movie. It's going to prove that he can do it. And he can and he can bang Marie Callender or whatever whoever she is. Marie Callender. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. I, I love her pot pies. Oh my god, a little Philly, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so she was on the Fox Television series Twenty Four. Um, our love interest. Her name's Leslie Hope. Um, yeah, I remember her from something current, even current. Yeah, she looks pretty good there. Yeah, and she's she very even better now, considering I guess because she looks really close to that now. Well, she's really done up though. I mean, she's got the perfect coiffed '80s hair and look yeah. at the makeup and you know just the tasteful earring and she's you know. Right. Look at the right. implied low cleavage. I Why are you guys not looking? You should be looking at Stiller with his puppy dog eyes. Whoa. What? Now she coincidentally was in Outrageous Fortune. Oh, our bed, our uh, George Carlin movie. Yeah, I think people get cast all the time together, especially in Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, uh, so Carlin was in <clears throat> Crimson Peak. Do you know that it's the ghost? Yeah, movie? sure. I like that movie. That's a haunted house movie. And Men at Work with uh, the brothers. Yeah, the Estevez Sheen. I just saw part of that the other night, and I'm like, I, I, I remember watching that so much on late night television. But then Did I only got about a half hour of it the other day, and I was like, I forgot all this. Yeah. Yeah, I was watching Loaded Weapon. I forgot that Emilio Estevez was a movie star. Right, he was. He's a film director, and his films aren't that interesting, but. He makes his, you know, he's able to get his little passion projects out. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, oh, we're going to redo uh, Mighty Ducks, and we have Emilio Estevez. You know, mm-hmm. he's like, score! Dizzy, Dizzy's reviving something I did. The scary thing is he's the most, uh, he's probably the more affluent Sheen Estevez there is now. Charlie Sheen. The only Charlie Sheen I know of is my, <laughs> the the shatter I just bought called Charlie Sheen. Oh, really? Yeah. Shatter? Nice. Yeah. I think his best movie was The Sheening. The Sheening. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, you know what? We're gonna have to like get you down to like three puns an hour, Carl. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> score Let's be real. Don't worry about Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen was in a sitcom called Anger Management for over a hundred episodes. I'm not worried about the guy. So right now, Ben is gonna ask her to go to a gathering of the stock market you know, their little group. And uh, it's basically a date. And the guy who's driving the cab, he's got to be a stand-up comedian or something. He's like, ask her on the date, pal. But I can't find him in my research. Oh, you know who that is. Who is it? can't tell. Hold on. I hear his voice. Good night. Carl's house. Three wish firms having a little get-together. Friday night. Yeah. You know, if you can't make it, I understand. Because Friday. I'd love to. What time? Sounds great. Congratulations. Now, can we get out of here? Let's go. Can we get out of here? Total, total New Yorker. Didn't look like Ben Bailey at all. <laughs> ben Bailey <laughs> from uh, that cab show, Cash Cab. You know, I just I hate to see him get typecast. Hey, I don't want name drop. We follow each other on, on Twitter. I got to tell you, when I hear a, a voice like that, like. Your ear goes, gosh, listen to that New York, right? And my right. my ear is like, yeah, it's you know, it's just a guy talking. Just a guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, a regular it? guy. Come on, can we go can we get going, please? Can we get out of here? <laughs> it's just a dude. Oh no. oh no. Look out. It's a pratfall. Get off me, you idiot. I'm so sorry. I'm using the remote. <laughs> a well, I understand technology uh, has some hiccups. Now, as far as this film goes, this scene is ill-placed. It doesn't advance the plot at all, and we've seen this before, right? Yeah, but it has more Dan Castanetti in it. <laughs> okay. And now, they have to justify that budget for the siren light thing. Yeah, right. Start. Now, Buddy will give a big tip to, uh, but it's it's not insider training. He just feels it in his cojones. Does he really say cojones? No, I think he uses the term California raisins. In living color the first year, and in living color the best of it, and living color will not be seen tonight. It's so Fox can present a movie of the week. Cops will not be seen for the next four hours as right. Fox presents. <laughs> Married with children will not be seen tonight, so we can take a fucking breather. <laughs> yeah, from the makers of Beverly Hills 90210, it's Buddy Epson 80. Yeah. <laughs> BC, 90210 BC. What a good shot that is. The lighting, stand by the ship. Oh, a little dance step. Hey, so, this director did easy money, man. Give him some credit. Right. Yeah. So this guy, no, he didn't do easy money. He did um, Back to School with Back Rob to School. Oh, Robert. yeah, the other one. Better, in my opinion, Back to School, but. Okay, so now Clampett has given him. Uh, his hit not an inside information, but he is investing in this. You should too, and it's going up. So now we're having a very uncharismatic, charismatic, no screen chemistry at all, lovey lovey thing between the two of them. Looks like they got caught. Right, they got caught by bad guy who thinks he's rival love interest, but she's not interested in him. He's still wearing the Jenner's suit. How funny is that? Like, are there Jenner's during the day? Wouldn't they wait till after work? Uh, it's all over the place in this movie. They're they're laughing at his expense now, and uh, I don't know. It's flirt city. They, it's like it's inevitable. They're going to be together, and they're liking it. He's just a janitor. Right, exactly. What the fuck is this bullshit? <laughs> you piece of trash. 
you know the trans you know that you're familiar with the trans america building right in san francisco mm -hmm. the one in grand theft auto you could jump off uh, from so there's a service entrance i was catering there and i wasn't allowed to go into the main entrance i had to go through the service entrance uh -huh. So, I mean, like, if you're a janitor of this brokerage firm, I'm sure it's the same deal. So did you have to go, like, on one of those uh, lifts, you know, the um, uh, where it has to have an operator? No, I had to walk out of the lobby, walk around the corner, and go through another door, and then go up some staircase. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. You were a servant. Right. I was a janitor. I was George Carmen janitor. Right. Compared to... Uh, Okay, so now we're beginning to learn about the pension fund is always losing money. Are we are we sick of this film? <laughs> I am sick of this film. This film has nothing going on. It's like not even 20 minutes into it. So let's talk about some of the people. Uh, sure. Okay, so... I mean, there's Bob, no... We've we, we got to see, like, the hit squad or something. He's, yeah. Not enough violence for me. <laughs> violence. No one's got hurt. Sometime in this movie, we'll have peril, the danger of violence, but no violence. Now, does someone get like a pie in the face? <laughs> no. <laughs> I want you to tell me what movies your buddy from Star Trek's on, because I want to know what, what movie that I'm remembering him from. Was he in Blade Runner? No, I know who you're thinking of. William oh. Sanders. I'm thinking of William Sanders. Okay, wait. I think Michael J. Pollard is this the guy we're talking about. Our Star Trek connection, right? Scrooge. He was in Scrooge. A big deal in that one. Okay, so that's maybe it. He was in Roxanne. He was in Dick Tracy. Oh, there it is, Roxanne. Roxanne. Okay. Spencer laughing. <laughs> he's the one. He's the he's the goofy guy from the fire station. He's one of the firemen. Yeah, the coolest credit is the Wild Angels, 1966. He was one of the riders, you know, one of the... Oh, Enter Laughing is Carl uh, uh, Reiner's memoirs about being a TV writer, comedy writer. Cool. Like uh, on, on my show of shows. You know what? I'm going to watch it. I'll put it in my Netflix queue. Oh no! Don't do it. Then you're going to be like Spiegelman. Well, that. Well, listen. Don't. I'll recommend but, movies. Yeah, you should no, definitely recommend movies, but be serious. Think about the guy who's gonna have to do it. You saw it once here, like, yeah, you should see it. Man, I saw some garbage. <laughs> I never said it was gonna be good. It's just no, insane. but that's what I mean. Like, have a little compassion, dude. <laughs> you don't have time, you gotta mail it, you gotta get right. the mail, you gotta open up the mail, you gotta put it into the You mean I... when you actually say Oh, you should see it. You yeah, and then Carl reads it. Like he reads the DVD, and then he like plays it. He finally gets the DVD, puts it in, and like two hours later, it's a terrible movie. Well, Carl's like the most optimistic moviegoer. It's like you could watch this 131 minutes and 42 seconds and go, "Oh, there was a couple good, you know, lines by Buddy Up." <laughs> yeah, Carl is I'm the most like, optimistic. Really? Holy smokes, you are a champ. You're taking one for the team, literally and figuratively. Yeah. You are the most optimistic movie viewer. You've been rewatching Joker, going maybe this time, maybe this time. Well, nope. the thing is, you 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 say like, okay, we're doing munchies next week, and so it's like you just launched me on like four viewings of munchie. You know, at least oh, it was Roger Corman. That's a bad example, right? There's other ones though. But think of all the movies collectively, just between us three. You can think of any guests that you have on from week to week. But, I mean, just think collectively, even between you two, how many really shitty movies you've watched in your lifetime. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, you, and then you're nice enough, Mike, to go, hey, Carl, let's go <laughs> back and revisit it. Yeah, you should really check out T-Rex with, uh, with the Goldberg. And then Carl watches is like, no. So what, have you guys seen the one with Whoopi Goldberg called Phone Booth? I've I seen the, the telephone directed by the Rick telephone. Taylor. Okay, the telephone. Yeah, I have seen that. That's a, She's in the Marcadero uh, apartments, the old ones under the uh, the freeway, the Marcadero freeway. I have that on VHS, and it's just sitting there in a cabinet. Well, you have to watch it. It's uh, it's directed by Rip Taylor, the actor. Uh, Rip Torn, Rip Torn, the Rip actor. Rip Torn, not Rip Taylor, yeah. 
Yeah. And she's on the phone. Fabulous. Fabulous. Return, not I love him. Okay, Remember but it's Rip is Torn. arrested in at his mother. Oh, okay, wait, because Rip Torn is the guy from Sandling Show, right? Jerry right, Sandling. he's already. But so he's... Rip Taylor is the one that's over the top from like uh, whatever match game and all that stuff, right? He's, yeah, we no, watched him in the movie look, Chatterbox. Look what George Carlin did to his house, okay? Remember this oh, is the, the fountains and the lights. So Jersey. Is he from hey, New man, that was a big budget for yes. Bach back then. That, that's 1990 with LED lighting. Yeah. <laughs> now he I was making seriously fun of... doubt it was LED. I mean, we're talking a long time ago. Wow, it's fancy. Look, he looks like the Joker. The Riddler. Uh, the, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I want that suit. Needs to have dollar bills on it like that guy. Needs to have big old cannabis leaves on it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> now the wife, she's a stand-up. She was like on Night Court once and Seinfeld once and Wings once. You know, she, she's one of she she was on the nanny. You know, the diagnosis murder, L.A. Law. She's been. She looked better before she dre they dressed her up. Yeah, I thought so too, except for that scene wow. in curlers. All right. Well, I, you know, I have a thing for those curlers from like Tony Orlando and Don. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The bigger the curler, the bigger. Well, you know, I'm going with yeah. that. Look at that red cap, Cirque. Take your mega hat off, please. Yeah. You're not at work right now. <laughs> this is like Mar Margot Lago. Wouldn't that be kind of funny to like screenshot that and put, you know, put a Mad mega hat on them? Yeah. Even Michael J. Palmer. Look, I'm I'm a his comedic point. Oh my god, this is a TV movie dragging it out to the stretching point. I'll throw in a musical number. Well they're they they paid a lot of money for this party on screen, so they're gonna have their party. They're gonna have their party. See it's all choreographed. Look how much That's kinda cool. They literally just moved craft services to the middle of the set. <laughs> Now, now, Fox, they air from 8 to 10, right? And then they had local news. It was, it was a little different from, let's say, uh, three hours of broadcast uh, television. Well, everything did 8 to 10. And then at 10 o'clock, there was like a lull until 11 late night shows. But then, but it, but say, ABC and the networks would have a show at 10 o'clock. But and Fox they stopped were. at 10. And then they had yeah, most of the time it was news. But then, like you said, there was late night Fox. There was things like... Um, uh, Chevy Arsenio. Chase. Arsenio. 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 Arsenio was uh, syndicated. It was. Oh, that wasn't Channel 5, Fox? It might have aired on Fox Network, but it was, oh, okay. it was through syndication. Yeah, because out here in the Bay, it was on KBHK, Channel 44. There's the um, uh, Dancing Machine. What is her name? Pia? Pia Zadora? Pia? No, no. Pia. Remember oh. we did Dancing Machine, Carl and Mike's Party Machine? Mike? All right. Basically what's happening is the Riddler's up there and he's giving a big speech. We've made a lot of money. We have Ben Stiller to thank for it. And, you know, it's also the night in which Ben Stiller and, and uh, Susan will fall in love. It's just a great night for everyone. Nothing bad in sight. Which always, which always means everything bad in sight. Yeah. It seems like a ripoff of Tower Heist. Did you see Tower Heist? Where they Tower go to Shake Heist, Jack? this came out very 1990. <laughs> yeah. the same. They're, they're robbing from the rich. They're helping their... They're uh, not. They're investing. No, they're not. They're investing in the stock market. They are not robbing from the rich. No, they're going to take like a gold brick... Uh, car right pedal, and dangle then they it out of a window literally all they did was put the tower heist on the ground that's all i'm saying and they're gonna mail a gold steering wheel to that retired guy and he's gonna cry when he opens it oh now i can, can retire alan alda well you should oh, yeah. you get a little alarm it goes whoop whoop spoiler alert whoop whoop spoiler alert that's probably the best trump movie out there tower heist right because it was trump tower wasn't it 
Yeah. I'm just so glad that Trump didn't put his name on the side of the White House. Was that actually considered? <laughs> like something he would. Yeah, he slipped that in there, right? Oh, and another news: we're going to chase up. We're going to put Trump's name on the side. Okay. As soon as he left, he put his uh, his bedroom on um, Airbnb. So. Oh yeah, right. Only been slept in once. They're getting some good mileage out of this nun, right? Like it's the third scene is nuns in. Right. Well, the thing is that there's the children's orphanage, and they've actually made a mortgage. And so he's giving her the check so that the it's owned free and clear by the church. That's great. What a great guy. What a great guy. Such an edgy movie. Yeah. So I guess it is a movie. It started off with like uh, credits and then... Uh, it was <laughs> and actors and everything. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if our idea, our concept is a good idea, Carl. You know, like some movies are just like, got to be kidding me. Like, it's a good Bad idea because from the there's, no, there's no way you can watch this movie on your own. The fact that you did this a couple of times. You know, Who wrote this movie? Uh, Gore Vidal. <laughs> um, this was written by three guys, Joe Kirkland, John Connolly, and David Luca. David Luca was the one who wrote um, Eddie, but with Whippy Goldberg. Right. He wrote The House at the End of the Street with Jennifer Lawrence. I saw that film. I, it wasn't the greatest film, but he wrote it. And it, it was, was it a horror film? film? Yes, it had a twist at the end. It was like a psychological horror, not nothing metaphysical. It was uh, just a crazy guy. Gotcha. It's like the calls coming from inside the house kind of thriller. He wrote The Dream Team, which starred Michael Keaton, Christopher. Now, I like that movie. <laughs> That's they're like they're crazy, but they're in New York, and they're in New York. Yeah. Peter Boyle's in it. So now they're yeah, just they're gonna like, fall in love, fall in love, fall in. Despite the name of that movie, I lost a lot of basketball money on betting on them. The Dream Team. Yeah. Yeah, they were not the same Dream Team. Their whole thing was they were trying to get to the city to watch a baseball game or a basketball game or something. And they, it was their adventure. To, it was more about the voyage than the destination. Yeah, exactly. Ah, uh, life. I don't think you can get away with a movie like that. They're crazy, Asterix. Uh, legally, we would like to state that. So wait, it's fading out, but we still have 27 minutes left of credits? No way. No, no we're not we're it's just love and the night is love and everything is love they bought a dolly they rented a dolly for that night and they need to use it you can see the cameraman trying to escape they could have totally you know jumped into a time machine and borrowed my my uh my um uh, what is it called speaking of time machine there's the world trade center oh uh, look at that another night court scene Twin Towers. Twin Towers. Twin Towers. We had a Twin Tower sighting. Oh, yes, they are. There they are. Oh, wait. Sorry. Different Twin Towers. Kissy, kissy. He's still wearing that outfit. Is he in the office? He's in the office. Yes. It's his job. It's Monday morning or some crap. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Oh, there goes the collar. Now you can be like George. Now you be like George. So they're together and a couple now. I mean, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? The boss. The mob. The insider trading. The insider trading. She's gonna break it. Is she gonna discover that they've been inside trading? Bingo, and she's gonna think that it was him. And we know he's he's innocent of that. Yeah, but it's George Harlan. Hill Street Blues. Hill Street Blues. I told you never to come down in my little dark closet. Well, that's uh, right. Never, she's going to discover a classified memo. And then he's going to admit he did it once to save Ralph's life, Ralph Dawatsky. 
the movie is George Garlic. Right, because he owes $6,000. Did I tell you I owe $6,000 a book? Have I mentioned that I sold? Yeah, that's the $6,000. Okay, George, George, George. Please turn to page six of the script. Yes, Mr. Carlin, you will know that I owe $6,000. Correction. Please pop collar and repeat after me. Yeah, I owe $6,000. Continue, George, continue. Dollars to the... Sorry, I had to flip the page. Get him back. So Ben Stiller became a big deal, right? So he did his TV show, which I was like, but it was very inside. Like, well, there's the confidential envelope that should have been shredded. Yup, exactly. Now she knows something. His back was turned. Uh, she just changed her mood. Something's going on. Mr. Alda. You ripped off the pension. What about everyone who works in the basement of the tower? Exactly. <laughs> Fuck up, kid. But there's no parallels. It's like, that show is great. It's like, well, I, I gotta get all the people back together. We're gonna heist. I wonder where they're working. I'm working at Shake Shack. I'm working at the M&M store. I'm working at Planet Hollywood. All right, now that we visit those locations, it's time to continue with this movie. <laughs> we collect cast members like trinkets in a uh, treasure hunt or what is it called yeah treasure hunt what, what's it yeah. called when you go out scavenger out, hunt what is it scavenger scavenger hunt thank you that's national treasure well look at that the computer has a ticket tape on it now they're having their first fight is that the right way to say it She's learning about the, you know. Like she's been there popping birth control pills like M&M's. Right, and a cigarette. That's the best way to wash them down. <laughs> the supposed to, this director's way of saying, I don't care. Get lost. Oh, she's gone cold. She's gone cold. Oh, they really didn't care. She has one of her little locks sticking down weird. That would have hurt me. <laughs> cut, cut, cut. Get that fucking, oh, excuse my language, get that lop thing off. Come on. Harlan's not here. We can finally think. It's a piece of quiet. <laughs> in 1989, All right, Carl, you're scuba diving. You're scuba diving, Carl. Oh, I'll plug okay. into the router. You keep talking. Okay. I'll that plug into the router. That was way better. So, okay, 1989, I don't know. I was about as about as busy as Ben Stiller. Back in 89? Yeah, what was I doing in 89? I was working at a, at a deli called Jan's Manhattan West. Huh. I guess I guess that was West California. Yeah, like as in the West Coast. Yeah, she was from Manhattan apparently, so she had to come out here and try to do foo foo, try to do a, a Manhattan deli in California in 1989. Was I never understood that. Yeah, didn't work. Yeah. Okay, I'm back well, in because it's like yeah, just make sandwiches. You know, it's funny because I did a, a, did a storytelling show a couple of weeks ago and I told yeah. that place. Just remember, I, yeah, the formative years. What were you doing in 1989, Mike? Where'd he go? I don't know. Okay, Carl, what were you doing in 1989? I was living in Manhattan in a five-story walk up at York and 78th Street and it was a great time. Great time of my life. Making music, trying to be a rock star. <laughs> what happened? What happened to that place, Carl? Why'd you throw it away? What, what? I didn't throw anything away. Why'd you ruin it? Why, what happened to your dreams, Carl? Oh, that? Oh, well, uh, in 1990, Mom was like, college, college. And I was like, but I don't, college, college. Fucking okay. And I moved home to Montclair, New Jersey. Nice. Yep. 
and then we hung out. Yeah, that's right. We yeah. started fish burgers. Yeah. <laughs> 91, 92, something like that. I guess Kroll started it. Okay, anyway, what's going on right now is he's discovered them snooping around, trying to figure out how he's siphoning off the the uh, pension fund, and basically he's going to fire them because he's caught them. Carlin's like, what we're doing, sir, it's, it's called pre-cleaning. You see, <laughs> we preemptively, you know. He's always on. George Carlin. Yeah, I mean, like, Carlin, like, he had a, a sitcom on Fox, right? It was like, yeah. he had a show called Carlin's Corner. And then it was like the George Carlin show. And it's amazing, like, you forget the legacy of these comedians that they've done plenty of television shows and plenty of sitcoms. You just don't remember, you know. Yeah, it's strange because that used to be the natural progression of things. So before you were known, you had to get your set on Johnny Carson, then you had to be called over to the couch, and then you got your sitcom. You look at people like Tim Allen with Home Improvement. Right. Well, I think of Freddie Prince Jr. Or Freddie Prince, I should say. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Chico the Man. It was based off of Carlin's uh, stand-up set. But then, you know, you hit your prime, and it's like, by the time Carlin had his show, it, was, it didn't matter if it succeeded or not, if anyone remembered it. It was product, you know. It yeah, wasn't. It was my people, I, think some, I think some people, you know, like most of the time, you think of these people, they, they take the stuff from their act. Um, you know, like everybody loves Raymond. All that stuff was supposedly, you know, from his act, from his yeah. joke. You know, you take one joke and you turn it into an episode. So in the right. George Carlin show, he was a New York City taxi cab driver. That's always going into a bar. Did he have like a family as well? Yeah, or like family. He was like a, he lived in a like a your typical walk up in New York City kind of thing. Gotcha. Sharon was his is his daughter, right? Shelly Sharon. Kelly. So, Kelly. His actual daughter, Kelly Carlin, is his daughter Kelly. in that show. Gotcha. Kelly Carlin, that's it. Oh, right. Well. She's out there today. Yeah, yeah. she's doing her own podcast. And yeah, matter of fact, our so is our buddy. Our buddy has moved from New York out to Patrick. LA. Patrick Pat. Carlin? Yeah, I'm still yeah. here. He went to Los Angeles. Yeah, he moved to L.A. Um, yeah, the, his his wife of 60 years passed away in March. I oh, think. wow. So Marlene Carlin was like the greatest lady you'll ever even hear about. But anyway, so she passed away in March. He moved out to L.A. Now he's doing his own podcast. It's called um, Patrick's Hollywood Stock Connection. <laughs> and you can get it on SoundCloud currently. All right. His first, his first episode was out a couple weeks ago, and it was basically um, on George's birthday. Oh, very cool. Yeah, you, yeah, you had a show. The great title he has because he's from Woodstock. So it's right. Hollywood stock. Right. And he's stalking celebrities. <laughs> that's what i heard i heard the song part he is a, it's kind of cool he has like three different segments of a show one is basically where he's talking to you from well one he's kind of talking about him and his wife and their their travels and then the second part he does from a place that it's called the old stoner cafe which is basically where he used to do our show from uh-huh and it's more of a, it's not a longitude and latitude, latitude kind of place. It's kind of a state of mind place. Yeah. But of course. Mean, yeah. So uh, I have the old Stoner Cafe was in Woodstock, but it's also on the West Coast now. So I, I, I have to interrupt for the plot. I just got to let you know that what's happening now is uh, they've made a lot of money and they've been noticed. So the like stock market TV show is interviewing them. And that's a big embarrassment to uh, uh, our bad guy. And they're doing yeah. it right in the basement where, you know, they're fired janitors, but, you know, it's the same day. Money talks. So they were able, they got fired, but they were able to stay on the floor to interview in a suit. 
Oh, um, like they got fired, so they went downstairs, cleaned out their lockers, and this reporter showed up and is interviewing them. And all the Wall Street guys watch this show every day, so it's a big spit in the face to bad guy. See, this is the Ben Stiller I know, all dressed in black. Yep. All right, our gentlemen, rest these gentlemen. Get these men out of here. Rest these gentlemen. <laughs> now I'll embarrass you even further because you're on TV. Oh, no TV. And oh, that. Clampett loves it because his son, his uh, family, I don't know, nephew or whatever he is, is getting embarrassed. It's embarrassed. I secretly approve. Thanks, Ronald Reagan. I mean, Dad. So now what they're finding out is they're all bummed out because the Shell Corporation he's been funneling the pension money into, and he's made loans against it. They're now going to buy the stock firm, and that means it's over. He's won. He'll own the whole building. Oh, uh, no, not the whole town. Stock, stock, and barrel. <laughs> yeah. He will have <laughs> he will have the company lock, stock, and barrel. That looks like Cranston. A little bit. Hey, Flintstones, finally, some Gen X jokes. Remember when the Flintstones were on TV all the time? Yep, it was great. Yeah. Sort of. I don't know if it was great. It was just like filler and content, but it got into our brains, and now we like it. Well, now I have to, like, I chose it. So every time, like, I see a Fruity Pebbles commercial, I stop what I'm doing. And go to YouTube. Yeah. Watch them smoke a Winston. Oh, in black and white, even though it was a color at the time. They just figured, like, people still have black and white TVs, so you might as well keep the commercial in black and white. That was historic. Do you remember the like, party's like, come on, Fred, fuck this shit. Let's go have a smoke. <laughs> Are we away from Wilma? Uh, are we away from uh, Betty? Winston tastes good like a boulder shed. Barney? Oh, got caught by the missus. Just trying to have a Winston here. <laughs> <laughs> so... Love interest now finds out that everything was on the up and up. He wasn't doing any insider trading. Bad guy's a really a bad Great. guy. And so she kisses Great. him on the cheek. And now oh, we're happy day. Nothing's happened in this movie, Carl. Well, there's no way this to stop a bad guy, but I, I know a way. I know a way. Why don't we get the stock price to plummet? Okay, then we can buy it for cheap and he'll have to sell because he's mortgaged like crazy. Yay! Let's get the stock price down. Now this movie's got an act three. In uh, a moment too soon. I sat through so many commercials for a living color. I really just want to get to the ending of this movie. <laughs> Man, you just you're nailing it. It's it's nineteen ninety in living color. Right. With all new married with children, followed by duets. Duets. Fox spent a lot of money. It's it's the Gary Shandling show reruns taken from Showtime. Right then, like Fox showed like Gary Shandling show. Even though yeah, there was, it was like it wasn't a syndicated deal. It was like a they just bought you know like AMC playing The Sopranos. They just right. paid they, them a bunch of money. They might have done some new episodes for Fox, but it was just weird. Yeah. Ben Stiller show was only 13 episodes. 90 right, but, but I'm telling you, like, people know, like, three bits from that show, which is fine. But if you watch all 13 episodes, there's a point where they just have the supporting cast do, do most of the legwork. It's just fine if, if you're a fan of Andy Dick, you know. Yeah, that's right. Andy Dick, uh, Bob Odenkirk, who I missed, Janine Garofalo. Yeah. Um, it was on MTV and then Fox. Now, he was on SNL in 89. He was a featured performer. However, 
Since the show did not want him to make more short films, he left after four episodes. So it was really short-lived. He made two films that they would air, and they were like, you know what, Ben, no more of those. And he was like, fine, I quit. Well, the humor of like the, the Ben Stiller show would be like uh, Winston Kincaid from the Partridge family is the, the manager of U2. So if you know the, the Partridge family and you know that U2 video, the combination is really funny. But if you don't know those references, you're just, you're just <laughs> not going to, you know, you're just going to look at that. Okay, now look, see, he's on the ledge. He is. He's claiming that he's going to commit suicide because the firm ruined him. And that's a way to make the stock price plummet. It's a big plot they have. Oh, so he's faking it like he, this is on purpose. Right. And you, he doesn't really want to die. So that's why all the exaggerated funny, funny stuff. Right. The cameraman's like, I'm union. I'll stick it out the window once and then that's it. <laughs> I'm not going to get myself in trouble. So Austin Powers Lady is spreading rumors. Yeah, he's up there on the ledge right now. I hope this doesn't hurt the stock price. Smart people nice. will get out quick. This is Hello, broker. I need to get out quick. Look at that police car, man. It's so, I know you guys, you grew up here, Mike. It's so yeah. 89. Yeah, you got, well, it looks very important. It has the important antenna sticking out of it. Yep. You know it's a cop car when it has like the important antennas. Like that that antenna looks important. We're All right, sell by contact, buddy. Buy buy sell sell buy 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 sell buy sell sell buy 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 sell sell sell. Well, they're all doing the sell right now. That's what's oh, right. on the street in this movie world. It's just not a reality. Uh, Why do they get the fire engine? Because they're going to jump into a hoop. Yeah, that looks dangerous. So Gross. look at that room. Look at all the lights in that room, but it, yet it's dark. Yeah, yeah I know. So that, that, was, that was bad guy, and he's like feeling the pressure now. The stock price is starting to plummet. Which one's going to hit rock bottom first? The stock or George? <laughs> the Carlin is plummeting. Sell. So that was during his like eighty nine. Is what the hell am I doing in New Jersey? It's probably his greatest album. Right. So that's the peak of it. Oh, he's a father now. Yeah, that's right. So what happens is in the end, it comes down to like. George, you've got to jump or the stock won't price won't plummet far enough. That's that's this world writer's world. Right. They're blowing up the jumper thing. Like a real stuntman. I always feel like when movies have like they they blow up the thing in the bottom and then the guy jumps, I go at least you know the stunt man is safe. You know they already established that there's something at the bottom, so they don't have to fake it. You know. Mm-hmm. Usually when they fall off a building and there's nothing underneath, they got to pretend like he hits a roof of a car and shit like that. Right. But but if you set up that there's like a big spongy thing to jump on, right? Then it's a safer stunt to begin with because the scene calls for it to land on it. Makes me feel at ease. God bless the stuntmen and the, the work they do for this country. For working trash? Man, let's give it up for all the stuntmen and working trash. The guy who gets pushed aside, the guy who on the ledge. We're ruined. Not yet. He didn't jump. <laughs> Boy, this film sucks, man. I love George Carlin. Yeah, it's good to see George Carlin, and I guess it's another Ben Stiller movie I, I now see. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, it's something I had to see once. We're not even done with this movie, and we're very eulogizing it. Well, he's like, yeah, that's a good point. He's like, um, you know, I'm too young to die. And he's like, you gotta, you gotta, 
And the wife is like, you've got to jump. <laughs> <laughs> now, I went to, um, uh, where did they do the 1980 Olympics? I went there. And right. they had this thing where you could jump. It would go up three stories and you jumped into one of those things. So I was like, boys, don't be scared. You know you're going to be safe, blah, 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 blah. So they said, fine. So I went up. And I got to the third floor, and the thing was a fucking postage stamp. Oh my God. I did jump, but from the second story, I was too scared. Yeah, I don't even know if I would do three stories. I don't think we're missing hilarity, guys. I've seen this a bunch of times. There you go. Got all his nose. See, now the stuntman is safe. Gary Busey. How <laughs> neat him. Dalton, uh, what was the guy's name in Once Upon a Time in America? Rick Dalton. I could never, I could. And Carlin's on, Carlin's on a roll. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I was able to squeak one joke out of this episode. So the bad guy, his name is Jack Lesson. He was in Heaven's Gate. Never heard the most. Underwater, Carl. Underwater? Damn, I'm plugged in. Are you sound better? The bad guy was in Hamburger, the motion picture. We saw that. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. Especially the ending. They all eat. (laughs) He was in he was in Uncle Buck, Talladega Nights, Megamind, Children of a Lesser God, Heaven's Gate. He's he's, he's an actor. Yeah. We won, kissy kissy. Kissy kissy. Can you believe this? Now let's get the criminals out to jail. Right. Now he's another big New York accent guy we just missed. You're ruined, and your love interest is kissing your rival. And then uh, look how crestfallen he looks. tells them to stick it up your ass or something. So are they now the janitors? They're now the janitors. Yeah. They switch roles. But in prison. Oh. Uh-oh. Prison joke. Oh. They got the oh. buffer. Yeah, we, we've got this buffer out until noon today, so we...